All right, so let's talk a little bit about the markets here. Welcome to Bull Bear Radio. Market pricing's nuts. Each week, we catch up with WBI's experts, Matt and Don Schreiber. Down 77%. You know what you need to recover from that? A miracle. WBI brings you wealth-building market insights. Matt Schreiber, and this is Bull Bear Radio. Hey, we're coming at you this week with some good stuff. Maybe you should slow your roll. Risk is on the rise here. So, uh, you got the dividend doctor over there, or what? You, you, it, you in the house? Yo. 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 What's, what's going on this week, Don Schreiber? Well, man, we had some volatility this week. Yeah, well, the, the we Fed, got, Fed, we, Fed we got, raise is going to raise rates. You know, they say nah, the economy's man. super strong and. You know, unemployment, you know, looking great. You know, we're, inflation's near target. Four rate hikes. Yeah. we got, Not three. Yeah, we got we got to raise those rates. The ECB says we're not going to raise rates yet, right? Well, they can't find growth. They have no growth. No growth. You know, so they say we're not going to raise rates, but we're not going to buy as many bonds. Yeah. So who's going to buy the bonds is the question. Mario. He's going he's gonna to buy the bonds. Where, by himself. Where's Mario? So, Don't uh, stop buying those bonds, Mario. So look, it's, it's forecasted that U.S. growth could be well above 3% later this year. Because I, we've got a $1.5 trillion coming in tax cuts, $3 billion in repatriated money. Uh, what else do we have? We've we've got inf- maybe infrastructure spending around three hundred billion infrastructure spending, you know, which is a kind of a drop in the hat, not that huge, but I mean, you got all these things coming together. Consumers still spending money. Yeah, this might get hot. It could. Economy could be hot. Calm down, Don Schreiber. Whoa, hot, hot, hot. It is true. True story. I mean, you know, I was on uh, with uh, Carol what's Master with, on, on Bloomberg these, Radio yesterday. We're talking about the U.S. being thing? hot. What's well, we were talking about that thing, too. Man. I mean, I mean, that's why the markets are taking heat here. The, Come on, tit for tat, you know, carry the big bet. That's that's the the president's tit for tat, carry the big bet. Did you just make that up? I made that up. Isn't uh, that sweet? Uh, uh, yeah, that's the president's about, mantra. I don't know about tit sweet, for tit, man. Tit for tat, you know. I carry might, the big bet. That's what he's. That's what he does. That you might know? be a little sour, you know. You know, so you, uh, you know, hey, we're gonna do some tariffs. You don't like it? Okay, you're going to do some tariffs. We'll do some more tariffs. I'm just going to bang you over the head with the tariffs. Lots of tariffs. And then, you know, yeah, okay, great. So you guys don't have an election coming up within a couple of years, but can you wait a couple of years because China's growth is going the wrong direction? If anybody's looked at a GDP chart, I mean, the thing is is going the wrong way. It's not rocket ship growth anymore. I can can tell you that, you know— You were saying something about them flooding their their central banks with— Central bank— Released about banks. forty billion dollars in reserves of additional reserves Why into would the banking they be doing system that, to try Don? to calm things down. Because if you might have noticed, the Shenzhen was down five plus yesterday. What or the day before? No. Yeah, I thought the sun's up, markets up, all no, over man. the world, dude. No man. Uh, no China. No China, China's. Almost down 20%, man, from the highs. Are you kidding me? Oh, man. People aren't paying attention. Yeah, I think it's a great idea to buy outside the U.S. Get that emerging market fund. (laughs) (laughs) Not so good. Hey, did you know that Goldman, right? Goldman. And and Paul Tudor Jones. Big boys. Talk about money, right? They launched a new ESG ETF. Yep. Right? 
And uh, in the first week, it's got $250 million in it. It's not rocket science. I mean, you have a billion dollar hedge, billionaire hedge fund dude, you know, that's a little C capital there, yeah. you know, and you've got, uh, Goldman's you got know, a Goldman, few bucks. they got a few bucks. They come together. They put some money in the fund. It's a 250 million in the hey, first man. week. I mean, if they don't have enough science. money. They'll just go to but the you know U.S. Treasury and borrow it from them. They're you, the bankers. Hey, you Goldman. know what's interesting about that, though? The top stocks in the ETF are like the FANG stocks, man. What do they have to do with being socially responsible? Well, they're good companies. They're socially uh, responsible companies. Apple's a socially responsible company. You know, um, they're liquid. That's why. Oh, they're liquid. They're liquid. They're liquid. But Facebook, I mean, they've been socially irresponsible as of late. Cambridge Analytica, you know. Yeah, kind of fit. Kind of be uh, rip your face off, not socially responsible. Yeah, I mean, come we got to make that ad revenue, right? So what, any, was it, anyway, was it, I, don't, I don't get that one. Wasn't but you know uh, hey, their CEO Mark Zuckerberg like uh, uh, dragged through Congress and, uh, well, okay. and, and you know, stop, stop, Don Schreiber, stop. Okay, let's 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 get back to this. Uh, I thought they were going to target this eurozone growth thing, right? They're they're headed to go less than two percent growth. So we were talking about where to put the money. You're saying U.S. domestic, not overseas at the moment. You think that's the better place with trade wars and all this stuff going on? Do you think U.S. is the place to be? Yup. Yup? Yep. Yup. I mean, I, I think it's really obvious. You know, the U.S. markets were down about 50 basis points, and the uh, China marketplace was down, yeah, you know, so, 4 or 5%. So, so look. Which one is got more risk? And, and which one's going to have the better earnings? Talk to me about this next earnings season real quick. I don't want to spend a lot of time China's, on this because we talk a lot of earnings. China's growth is slowing. Yeah, but what about? Earnings aren't as good. U.S. Growth is accelerating and earnings so, are fantastic. So talk to me if about you're an next investor, quarter. That, here. that sounds like a pretty easy equation to figure out. Well, you know, I'm I'm not the smartest smartest uh, you know bulb in the box. So you got to really explain this to me, you know, in simple terms here. But what's the next earnings season supposed to look hey, like? You know, so if we, if we look at a preview. The S&P 500, this is according to FactSet, is looking at maybe 19% um, in earnings growth for the second quarter. Whoa. Yeah, man. 19? That's pretty good. 19%. Holy. And just, wow. just, just a couple of months ago, uh, analyst estimates were at 186 so they've increased Wow, expectation, yeah. yeah. 19%, man. Yeah. That's strong because last quarter was 24 25%. Typically in the second. So that's strong. Amen. That's that's called what we call compounded uh, you know, earnings growth, dude. You bet. Get a grip on this. Typically in the second quarter, 72% of companies actually issue, the, who, who are issuing guidance, issue negative guidance. Right now, we have 61 companies that have issued negative earnings per share guidance and 47 Hmm. Almost an equal number have issued positive guidance. Wow, that's strong. That's a, that is strong. That's strong. So that's earnings is looking good. You know this I, this I, coming man, quarter I'm here. Telling you, you any know, any indication on revenue? Yeah, er, revenue looks like it's going to be up. Uh, also pretty strong. We had a uh, just under, talking mid single digits again. Again, okay, up, good. Up towards, good. Up towards that nine percent number we had in the second in the first quarter. Yeah, so that's good stuff. Talk to me though. Talk to me, Don Schreiber. I mean, one of the risks here isn't it the Fed? Could, could there we could, think, could the yeah. Federal Reserve wreck markets coming into next year? Well, you know, we just put out a little uh, uh, news uh, bulletin of uh, Fed breaking news. Fed wreck. Don Schreiber speaks. Fed wreck. So maybe people a, will listen. Here's the problem. That's right? why we do the radio show. Hey, 
Hopefully you're listening. You know, uh, interesting interview on, um, I think it was CNBC or Bloomberg. Larry Summers came out. He was talking about, you know, people are really yeah, this misunderstanding was a, this was this in Europe this week. He was in Portugal yeah. at a conference, and he's saying, man. saying, hey, man, there's a lot more risk. Former, and the Fed is raising interest rates, and they shouldn't be. They should be holding pat. So wait and a the second reason here. Why this they this be guy ran pat, the Federal Reserve, right? He's a former. No, 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 no. no. He, no? Not federal. He was the uh, Secretary of Treasury. Oh, no, under the last administration. Yeah. I mean, a, a smart guy. Yeah, he knows I, what I, he's talking sorry, about. Sorry, got confused there. Now and I look it, like a dum dum. It it also kind of lines up with what we think that much of the risk that's in the system that was in the system after two thousand eight two thousand nine is still there. And the reason why we don't have inflation, wage inflation, even with the massively low unemployment that we have, mm-hmm. is because there's something wrong underneath the huh. headlines. You know, there was that Harrison Ford movie, What Lies Beneath, like a decade ago. That thing was creepy. So Scary. If that's anything like, you know, what's happening in financial markets, I'd be a little worried here. Well, I didn't know well, Harrison Ford had anything oh, dude, to do with he was, financial markets. He was a creeper. He was a creeper in that movie, <laughs> and you didn't think so. He was like this brilliant dude, and then, dude, you know, I he kills Michelle Pfeiffer. It's so 10 years right? ago. Isn't that right? Come on, let's move on. Anybody know? I, I mean, so, our, our little audience in the studio is like, dude, what are you talking about? Well, I've never seen that thing So before. I thought it was really interesting. Half, half, half the folks haven't even seen Top Gun, so I mean. So the Fed chair comes I out. I digress. Comes out and says um, in, the, in their uh, statement last week, you know, hey, we're probably economy's really running hot. Yep. Don't worry. That's what Jerome we, and, the, and the boys Jerome, said too. Yeah, Jerome Powell. He says, "Don't worry. Even though we are going to have to probably raise interest rates four times this year, plan on it. Don't don't worry. It's going to be. It's don't not going to hurt a dang thing. We won't wreck the economy. We, we won't cause a recession. They won't. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me back up a Jerome, second. Jerome. Jerome's got jokes. You're going to add another rate hike this year." Add another one. And at the same time, you're saying, don't worry. Don't worry, be happy. We won't wreck the economy. In fact, I think that, you know, that additional rate hike, this is what Larry Summers was saying, very sensitive. The economy is very sensitive to additional rate hikes. I think the reason why they're sensitive, and what I wrote in uh, FedRec, is that we have so much debt. All of the recovery that we've gotten was through monetary policy Massive low interest rates, massive taking on the debt, right? Massive debt. Whether it's the government or the consumer, government, consumer, and corporations are at all time highs in terms of the amount of debt that they're carrying. And as the Fed raises interest rates, that's going to start to bite. It causes a cash flow problem, a conundrum. I was going to say the same thing, a cash flow conundrum. I love it. So what happens when a consumer has a cash flow conundrum, Ooh. right? Interest rates go up on their, their credit card debt across their mortgages and all this other stuff that they floated out there. Yeah, so we need some time they to catch up is what you're money saying, right? To spend. We, need, we need more growth. And we need a little bit more time to catch up consumer here, and the spending, Fed's just not getting it. Consumer spending 70% of the economic growth, and if the consumer starts to check out and spends less, the economy is in huge trouble. Or they can't tap more low-cost credit lines. Corporations have a lot of debt, too. Uh-oh. If they have yep. to make a choice between you know increasing dividends, stock buybacks, reinvesting for growth, or paying the interest on their debt. Or, or hiring gonna, more employees gonna, or firing employees. Right. That could, that could also cause some dislocation in the economy. 
and infrastructure spending that the government is planning on doing. We're talking about $300 billion to drop in a bucket. We need massive, massive fiscal stimulus, $3, 4000000000000 trillion to help with bridges, roads, tunnels, you know, technology infrastructure in the United States, airways. You know, we got crowded, crowded airports, crowded skies. We need better technology to deal with mm-hmm. this stuff. It's going to take a lot of spending. If the government has to pay higher interest rates on their debt, where are they going to get the oh additional cash Dividend, well? doctor. I'm, I'm becoming depressed. That's, that's why the economy is you very like the, sensitive. You sound like Dr. Depression at the to moment. To rising interest rates, and the Fed needs to wake up. Slow your roll. Wake up. Slow your roll. Wake up. Slow your roll. Come on. Come on. This is not... You know, this is one plus yeah. one equals minus Larry two. Summers, Larry Summers said in the same thing, like, dude, 2% inflation, fake deal. Like, 2.2, who cares? 2.8, doesn't really matter. Yeah, let the inflation run, baby. The Fed is run, so baby. worried we about need having, inflation. you know, double-digit inflation like we had, like, 40 years ago, for God's sakes. And it was, like, a oh, virtually a one-time in history, these you know, guys, type of situation, these right? These guys come up with an inflation target, 2%, right? <laughs> They came up with it so long ago, they think it actually matters. Right. They've written it down on a piece of paper, and we have to keep no, it at 2%, no, it's baby. No, it's not on paper. Did you know it's actually on stone? They put it in stone. They put it in stone, dude. Well, in their minds. No, I no, no. It's I th- granite. I think it's seriously in stone, like in some sort of cellar basement type of situation, locked in a, you know, highly guarded, typically, secure closet in uh, D.C. Typically in a recovery that features... More than two percent growth, which we haven't had. Here we're starting to get more you than two percent growth. Some inflation. You'll get inflation yeah. at two, three, four percent. It isn't a long-term problem. Okay, so so like let's change gears here, Don Schreiber, because man, um, I want to get rid of Doctor Depression here and and get back to the dividend doctor. Let's talk about. Now, if you're depressed, we may need to talk about that. That dude, that's a different show. That's a oh, different okay. show. That's like the depression hour with, you know, Professor Matt and, and, and Dr. Don. You know, I, I don't think people need to hear about that one, okay? This isn't, this isn't this, Phil? No, this isn't Dr. Phil, dude. This, this is Dr. not Phil. Dr. Phil. This is All more right. about financial markets and where to put your money. So let's talk about where to put your money. We'll start there, you know. So you got rising interest rates. It's, it would seem that banks should do pretty good, right? Yeah, so banks uh, uh, will do well as interest rates rise. There's a there's a spread so, between you know what they're uh, uh, paying on deposits and what they're lending out, and as that spread widens because interest rates are they going make up, more money. They make more money. So those stocks should be rocking. You're thinking that some of this this Fed wreck could play out more next year, middle of next year, you know right? What, you if know they continue fin- along this you know, path, right? You know right? what financials but tend to do? between now and then, this could be- They pay a lot of dividends, Drew. Right. Lots of dividends. But the, between now and middle of next year, when this whole Fed wreck plays out, right, there's there's a period of time here over the next, you know, six or eight months to make some money, right? And you like financials because of the rising rates. You know, we think so. It's going to have so immediate impact let's, now. Let's talk about that a little bit. For the next 12 months- Yes. If the Fed- doesn't lose their mind and continue to raise interest rates because we get above 2% trend inflation. You know, they don't let it run a little bit. Yep. They'll shut the economy down. That's that's risk number one. It's the biggest risk factor I see. I do believe that the uh, trade war posturing. It's posturing. It's, is, it's, a, it's not a trade it, war it's yet. It's a tactic. It's, it's a negotiation tactic. Yep. Should it prove 
to be something longer term than a negotiation Uh-oh. tactic where we actually yep. get, you know, entrenched tariffing, where we start to layer on tariffs. That's really, really, yeah, really I bad. I don't like that. And so that would take the next 12 months opportunity off the table. So the Fed, trade policy, mm-hmm. those are risk factors. Yep. I think both of those reconcile favorably and we get another run in the markets cool. because of the really strong economics and the very good U.S. domestic uh, profit and revenue growth pictures. Sure. Should that be different? Then you know, baby, you better uh, get some. I risk would. Management I would have on, some yeah. risk management. I get some risk I w- management. On. I want to protect from the downside because the downside, I think, is a lot bigger. As uh, uh, sure. Part- so you, know. you so you like financials. I think there are a couple other sectors that we can talk about. Uh, when well, we consumer get, discretionary has been flying. As I, long as the consumer stays in there, man, stays consumer in the game, stocks yeah, yeah. look really good. Yeah, and, and there are a couple of stocks that, that have been looking good this year so far, which we can talk about in, in a minute. What else sector-wise, before we take a break here, do you like? You like financials? You like well, consumer you know, discretionary? Uh, <laughs> How about tech? You like tech? Just tech, not so much the fang names. You like the off-the-beaten path Tech's pretty stuff, good, right? you know. They have good earnings and fundamentals past the, you know, those headline companies. Materials right? have been hot, right? Right. So um, if China, what about select wait a staples? Minute. If China, China's growth slows. Right. They're the biggest uh, commodities materials driver in the world in terms of their economic. Growth. So there's some risk there. There's you, some risk there. You, so you, you know, I, I I would check my bet. I check the bet on materials for the moment. One of the things that's interesting is I, I, I'm always looking for where is the value, man? Where mm-hmm. is the deep value? Yep. What do people hate? People don't like consumer staples right now. Right. Hey. But people got to eat, dude. Dude. People got to eat. Well, staples, you know. The food distributors look good to me. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. People got to eat. If you find the right guy who's distributing Not the right that, stuff, but that's, there's, that's a good spot. There's, there's some M&A going on in there. Yeah. In the food distributors. So that may be a sleeper. I think the consumer staples, you know, over the next 12 months might be a decent play. We get a reversion where... Uh, you know, the growth trade starts to weaken. People yep. are going to look for the next place to rotate the money. They're going to look for the undervalued place And you've to seen be. that on the down days. I mean, there's been this rotation away from growth to value stocks. I mean, you Gotta look, like value. You look at the couple Gotta of like the down Smiths, days baby. recently and the value stocks are running, the telecom, the utilities and stuff, the staples, the food distributors running, some of the financials have been running. Um, and, and consumer discretionary has actually held up very well on those days. And I think it's because of what we're talking about. So, look, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Bull Bear Radio roared into 2018. You can now find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and SoundCloud. For more market news and insights from our hosts, follow us on Twitter at Bull Bear Radio. So we're back. You know, we've been getting a lot of questions, you know, about AT&T and the merger lately. It's stock that... Uh, you know, we've owned off and on over the years and, and other people own elsewhere. And so we get we, we, we get questioned about this and, and the merger and the impact that this could have on the stock. Now, the stock has a, a trailing 12-month P.E. of 12.4. This thing's low P.E. It's a, it's a deep value at the moment, you know. Yeah, it's got almost a 5% dividend. No, it's 6.23%. 6.23%. 
There you go. And and its revenues Love down that. slightly, you know, year over year, just slightly, but its its earnings per share is is strong year and over year. You know, it's one of the stocks. It is the stock. It's a telecom. Is, it's a dying breed previously, the right? Sector down. But you like this stock. I do. I like the stock for the yield. I like the stock for the really strong fundamental. But we're position. getting this question from and advisors we really, and clients. We had so that's something, why we're trying to answer it. And we happen to own AT&T. And so we're really excited about the fact that the Time Warner merger got approved this week, now all of a sudden, AT&T gets to use their infrastructure, their tremendous network um, of users in terms of telephone and, and, and uh, wireless and all this other stuff to you get that great media content. So they, right. be, they become, are they a telephone company or a media company now? If they're a media company, their PE isn't going to be 12 the media companies are in 30. The stock that's struggled over the Gotta last... Got to take a second look at at you know, year or so, and over five years, it's flat. Yeah, we owned it for that high yield, you know, 6% yield. That's hard to find with quality fundamentals. Company's still doing fine. So AT&T, hey, something else happened. Mm-hmm. Can you believe this, right? Everybody talks about index returns. You know, uh, when, when the indexes change their constituents, they tend to have... This, you know, trailing bias index gets removed. So GE just got pulled from the Dow. Yeah. Right? This is a Holy company that cow. in 1896 was one of the first of the Dow. constituents of the Dow. Right? Yikes. And they just pulled it down 56% or so, I think, year to, uh, over the last 12 months. This has been a real dog, and they're replacing it with a stock that has been zooming lately, which is Walgreens. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right. I mean, GE struggling. It's got a yield of uh, 3.71% PE at 13, and in fact, down uh, through like the radio shows taping, 54.44% over the trailing 12 months. Yeah, so. man, they cut the dividend. Whew. It had been higher. Whew. This is a company that you know they down they 26 and a half year to so date. So now the the uh, Dow is actually going to get a big boost in terms of performance because they just threw it's, a it's, 54%er out, so, a negative return, and they're bringing in a positive return. Yeah, so this this is the, the, the light bulb is dimming on GE. They could have a Phoenix-like moment. And rise from the ashes. And rise from the ashes. They I, could. They've got a lot of could, different businesses they could. there and I a lot of different gonna, technology. I think they're going to slim down the company. They're going to sell off some of their major assets, assets and, and refocus, and, reposition. And, and companies, you know, it's a conglomeration of these huge companies. Um, and very difficult to run something as, as broadly mm. diversified and as large as uh, General Electric has been. So if they slim it down, they might be able to get back to their roots. I wonder, I wonder if growth. there's going to be a campaign, bring... Bring Jack back. No. No? No. No. You don't think so? Nope. That time is, that, that ship has sailed? This ship has sailed. The ship has sailed. All right. So, uh, what it's sectors-wise, we were talking a little bit over the break for a second, actually. You were saying energy. Energy, I would be careful, right? So, right. the U.S. is going to become the, the uh, largest energy producer by sometime next year, early next year. Wow. We've had a real strong run, Got a run going, in huh? energy prices. Yep. Again, this is really based on uh, this uh, idea of global growth. Global, concerted, co- coordinated global growth. It's called global synchronization. Okay. Doctor. Global the, synchronization. The only really strong growth in the world right now is the U.S. Really? 
Yeah, and we're buying less and less oil from other people. Yeah. So the That's price true. of oil, most likely, pressure, pressure is going to come energy down. energy companies. So you're not liking energy nearly as much as you're liking, you know, consumer the reason discretionary why, The reason banks, why energy companies have been making so staples. much money and their prices, the price is up. Yeah, price is up. Price it's is a up. temporary phenomenon. Okay. So you think oil prices down from here? I think and oil energy prices earnings over the next and year revenue are down. Down from here. Okay. Right? And I think that, you know, we got up into the $70 range and we've come way back off that. And I think that's an indication that, you know, peak energy prices may be behind us. That is going to be true unless we get, we really have global synchronization growth. Right, right. We don't have that right now. Okay. So I think we hit most of the sectors. Uh, healthcare. 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 Man, I'll tell you what, healthcare's been and making REITs. a move, right? Okay. REITs too. REITs are supposed to have Whoa, whoa, whoa. Go, go back highest, to healthcare. Hold a second. Okay. REITs are supposed to have the highest growth in revenue of any of the 11 sectors. Hmm. That's good. That is good. That's so good. you're liking REITs, but I how mean, about the healthcare? That's People good are for getting REITs. older. You think that they think uh Oh man. Healthcare. You know, it just think about it. The age the aging demographics of the US and around the world. Healthcare, thirty million seniors is in the a United growth States, 70, industry, baby. Seventy-five million baby boomers yeah. and Gen Xers are getting older as we speak. Sixty-five people, people million living adults. longer. Uh, you know, healthcare. Fifty-three years old is the the oldest edge of uh, the Gen Xers. It may not be the highest performing sector yet at the moment, but, but you know, if you're looking for long good, term, good consistent performance, more and more uh, of, of the total dollars no. available to spend, and you hear are nobody, go to healthcare, and you hear nobody talking about healthcare well, come either. On, man. You know, it, nobody's it, talking about it. It isn't in the fang. It's not sexy. It's not the fang. You know, talking about your poor health isn't like How about, sexy. You know, oh still, man, my my leg is you know about to fall off, and uh, you know, uh, just not just not sounds like a problem. Not for working a like different it used show to. Again. You know, uh, no, what should I do on, there, Doctor Don? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, no that's I know a, about that's dividends. Man. You know, dividends, dividends. That's all. That's a different show, but you know, hey, healthcare. You like healthcare because of the, it's Doctor Oz. This is not Doctor Phil. It's not Doctor Oz. Oh, all right. This is Doctor Don, the dividend doctor. Just a dividend doctor. All right, Bull so, Bear Radio, baby. All right. So, hey, look. You know, that's what we got for this week. That's the sector picks for Don across the board. Check us out. We're we're uh, you know on iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, you know, sell it to your friends, your mother, your brother, the whole thing. And let everybody know you're listening to Bull Bear Radio, and uh, let us know if you if you like it too. You know, um, and we're on LinkedIn. Don Schreiber, Matt Schreiber. We're over on uh, Twitter. We're we're tweeting. If you if you haven't been looking, we've been tweeting. Don's over on uh, at WBI CEO. That's his handle, and I'm WBI President. That's another episode of Bull Bear Radio. Thanks for coming and listening to us. We'll be back back at you next week. Thanks. This is Bull Bear Radio, where each week you can count on our real market news and advice. Catch all of our podcast episodes at WBIinvestments.com. Past performance does not guarantee future results. The views presented are those of the podcast participants and should not be construed as investment advice. Podcast participants or clients of WBI may own stock discussed in this recording. All economic and performance information is historical and not indicative of future results. This is not an offer to buy or sell any security. No security or strategy, including those referred to directly or indirectly in this podcast, is suitable for all accounts or profitable all of the time and there's always a possibility of loss. Moreover, you should not assume that any discussion or information provided here serves as a receipt of or as a substitute for 
or personalized investment advice from WBI or from any other investment professional. To the extent that you have any questions regarding the applicability of any specific issue discussed to your individual situation, please consult with WBI or the professional advisor of your choosing. This information is compiled from sources believed to be reliable. Accuracy cannot be guaranteed. Information pertaining to WBI's advisory operations services and fees is set forth in WBI's disclosure statement in Part 2A, Form 80B, a copy of which is available upon request.